Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the State Rich Podcast. We back, better than ever. Black by popular demand. And to the right of me, we have the incomparable Shakespeare now going by the government. Don't look up my motherfucking uh, social security, Franklin Rossman. Google, you always know me and shake the great. And to the left of me, super producer extraordinaire who also goes by the name of Pothead 84. All right, 2020 has been a year, to say the least. Ah uh, man, uh, recently this week, Chadwick Boseman, aka better known as Black Panther, has died of the age of 43 due to colon cancer. Um. I'm not too far from his age, so it hit hard for plenty of reasons. Um, he also played Jackie Robinson. Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall, James Brown. Oh, yeah. And recently, you know, Spike Lee's my, one of my favorite directors, and I love all his films. Plays Storm and Norman in the Netflix film, um, The Five Bloods. Um, his death uh, came as a surprise and it was random, it was out of nowhere. Leave was announced on a Friday. Uh, colon cancer is a plague in the black community and um, if, if anything, this should uh, encourage you more to go get your physicals, to get your take-ups, get a colonoscopy, endoscopy. Whatever, just make sure we uh, stay on top of our health, especially when you get in these great years. Um, I believe uh, whites are encouraged. What do you call it, YP? YP. YP are encouraged YT. to get YT. 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 YT is encouraged to get colonoscopies as the early, as early as the age of 30, while, of course, due to systematic oppression. We are told that we should get colonoscopies or checkups um, in our 40s or 50s. By that time, it's in the case of Chadwick Boseman, already too late. He was already he already had stage three um, colon cancer when he did Black Panther. When he did uh, um, Five Bloods and every like 21 Bridges. Kept it. Shout out to his team and his corner who kept it silent, even when social media tried to clown him. When he um, probably created, he created a post probably like May or June during COVID, where he looked sickly, but did not disclose what was wrong with him. And social media tried to uh, call him Crack Panther and things of that nature, not knowing. So I urge people to not judge people by appearances. You, by appearances, because because you also don't know what they're dealing with in silence. I've also been an advocate of that prior to this, which is just furthermore um, adds to it. Shake anything you got to say about this? Um, yo, it, it's always encouraged to check up and stay on top of your health, especially as you get. Um, you know, just a little bit older, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm a firm believer that you can be two types of 40. You could be 
young, fresh, and fly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ashanti is turning 40 and she's bad. You know what I mean? And and even a Chadwick Boseman, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, He was uh, an incredible dude, incredible shape, healthy. You know what I'm saying? He was a sex symbol to many women. You know what I mean? Like, um, and and I say that you you look at him and you would never think that there was anything wrong with him. Um, So, yeah, man. But, like, really, more importantly than even... Well, let me not say more importantly because, like, I'm mixing my words. It's of the utmost importance to stay on top of your health. But I do want to actually take a moment to reflect on all the Chad Bozeman has meant to us in our community over the last couple of years. Like, let us not forget that in 2018, right, this is after he had already played James Brown. This is after he had already played Jackie Robinson. He became a household name for playing T'Challa, nice. you know what I mean? The king of Wakanda. Nice. And in doing so, you know what I mean? Wakanda forever, for real, put your exes up. X-Clan, mm-hmm. this is presented to you, you know what I mean? By the red, the black, mm-hmm. and the green. Um, but in all fairness and, and, and honesty, like, the energy around Black Panther was unlike anything I've ever seen in my life, man. Everybody figured out ways to reinterpret and repurpose Kente cloth in ways that match their um, personal stylistic aesthetics. We saw people come out in droves. So much so that Black Panther was the highest grossing Marvel film up to that point. Up to that point, up to 2018, we had already seen two Avenger movies up to that motherfucking point. And Black Panther proved to be that phenomenal, which was led by this dude. And, you know, in the same way that I... Again, One billion in 26 days. Yo, it, it's it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, sometimes, I, you know, Rich and I have um, a difference of opinion on politics and all that good stuff. And that's fine. And, that, and that's acceptable. Right. And it, it's one of those things. And, you know, one of the reasons why I've always said I... Um, have supported Barack Obama's because I try to look at what his position was, but also understanding that there was a four-year-old who, that by the time they were 12, had only seen a black president and what that, what the frequency of that energy means, what the reverberation and impact of what him being in office for eight years means. Do you understand that there are children who have grown up only knowing Chadwick Boseman as a superhero? They've experienced like, two like, like, do you understand the power in a six-year-old seeing Black Panther as the preeminent character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and wanting to be the Black Panther for Halloween? Like, what it means to our community? Do you even think to the fact that, yo, there were white kids who wanted to be T'Challa for Halloween? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, like, what he means and what he represents to who we are, man, is is indelible. Um, and like, I think the only thing that I could think to encapsulate all that he is, was, and will but forever be remembered as was simply prolific. Like you're talking about a guy who took on the most iconic figures, or some of the most iconic figures, and in the history of pop culture. Like he took on Jackie Robinson, the 
first fucking black player in the major uh, in, in sports. In sports. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, he was Thurgood Marshall. He was James Brown. I'm black and I'm proud. Only to become T'Challa and embolden us on some like, yo, black pride, black dignity. Like, he embodied a fictional character that represented all of the um, real historical figures that he had portrayed, that he right. portrayed previously. Right. Like, how incredible is that? Um, you know, Chadwick, man, to your family, I extend my deepest condolences to the people that had an opportunity to work with you, uh, like the brilliant Ryan Coogler, um, to all the actors that worked beside you, my condolences to them, because, uh, again, you were prolific, and you were, in 2020, in hindsight, you were brilliant beyond belief. To be able to embody these uh, dramatic roles, take on the likeness and mannerisms of these iconic figures, all while battling colon cancer, says a lot about your person, dog. Like on some street shit. Like on some street shit. Like forget the fluff, forget the. Yeah, I mean you a real one, dogs. You know what I mean? To walk around with the pain that no one can even remotely identify. We all walk around with trauma and we mask it in different ways. This motherfucker was walking around with physical ailments, staring death in the face every fucking day, moving with urgency, dogs. He kept it from everyone. He moved with urgency Shout knowing that. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, that means you built different. In my mind, you built like the nigga from East New York and Brownsville mm -hmm. times 10. Yeah. yeah, he didn't reveal that. He did He did so much in the years since he found out that he was diagnosed with colon cancer than people done in a lifetime. Um, Black Panther um, ended up being fifth, ranked fifth overall <clears throat> in, the, um, in Marvel films. He did a lot for us. Um, kind of to touch off what Shake said, like some of our youth got to experience two live superheroes with Barack Obama being in office and and then followed by T'Challa in 2018. Um, my brother, funny thing about that, my brother had a friend in junior high school or high school, and this is probably in the late 90s, early 90s, not to give away his age. And this is what, before people really knew who T'Challa was. His name was T'Challa. Mm. And he'd be like, yo, they be like, where the hell does T'Challa come from? And he'd be like, I don't know. My parents named me after a comic book character. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And this yeah, like, like T'Challa. Like I ain't no front, I ain't know about T'Challa back then. And then, you know, it comes full circle about twenty years later and things like that. You know, T'Challa's everywhere. People name me T'Challa. No, absolutely. Um What's interesting to think about is that, like, 
we don't understand like the impact of him appearing in that Captain America movie Civil War for the first time. Had he not been so successful in that role, Sony would have never said, let's do it into the Spider-Verse and have Miles Morales. Yes. Like, like, do you understand that black cinema shifted partly because of him? We had movies like The Photograph and all. Like, that is a byproduct of Black Panther doing so right. well. Like, so many things got greenlit because we seen this motherfucker do his thing and Hollywood was like, oh shit, we can greenlight black films and, and trust that they're going to be successful. We might not have had a Queen and Slim without the success of a Black Panther. Like, you know what I'm saying? They saw us as viable and... I, I, I don't know, because the way you, oh, you put that down to, like, World Blade. Oh, listen. So, first off, let's be clear. Shout out to old boy. Listen, like, by all means, you know what I'm saying? Um, Wesley set the president for what it was. Michael J. White and... And Spawn and... Okay, so we're... I'm not negating the impact of those actors, right? And in fact, what a lot of people don't realize is that when Marvel had sold off the um, intellectual... No, no, the likeness of some of their biggest characters, they had sold off the X-Men and the Mutant Universe to Fox, the Fantastic Four to Fox. They had sold off Spider-Man and all of that good stuff to Sony. Um, Blade was the beginning of Marvel Studios, yeah. just not under the guise or under the name of Marvel Studios. Right. But we know Blade is Marvel, though. And, and so again, and Marvel was on the brink of bankruptcy. But we didn't know that we wasn't really paying attention. We wasn't. So all I'm saying is that, like, this is not to discredit the contributions of a Wesley Snipe or you know what I mean, um, anyone else. It's just to understand that, like, not only did Chadwick stand on the shoulder of giants. He took it so much further than anyone could have ever anticipated. Like, I, I don't want to dismiss the contributions of those that came before him, but yo, yo motherfucker grossed billions. Billions, son. He made a billion. I ain't gonna front. I'm like, what are they gonna do with this Black Panther stuff? First of all, uh, I remember that we go back to 2018. That was the only thing moving. Moving like theaters were sold out. People were creating. You could get tickets for weeks. Yeah, I I've seen it four times. Right, it's crazy. People were like creating scenes and parties and sets. Like it was a a moment in time. Like absolutely. Black pride. Like it's funny. Like black pride was at an all time high. Like um, Afrofuturism. Was that yeah. an all time yeah, high? Yeah, I think it's because of how the culture changed over the last two decades. Mm-hmm. It really sparked it for Black Panther. Um, yeah, man. That was just me. Listen, I I can't express how heartbroken I was. I was actually um, spending time with family, and my sister saw it on her newsfeed. I couldn't was, believe that shit. Like I, I was like, there's you no way. Me. Was I, I, I was literally like, there's no way. Like what? And she was like, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. And when I said his name, it didn't connect to her. Who he, no, I was like, this is the lead character. This is the guy that played Black Panther. Right. Like, um, yeah, man. Um, God bless his spirit. Thank you for your contributions, brother. Like, I, I just think that we're going through a really, really difficult time. Yeah, you know I mean, it's 2020 and, it, and it's been back to back. 
you know, like for this to be the new after Jacob Blake, um, that hurts. It, it, it's only more magnified than it already is. Like the hurt, like we're we're experiencing um, kind of a universal hurt around police brutality. But then we lose the things and the people we idolize and we put on a pedestal. Um, shortly after that. Uh, or a day or two later, we learned that Clifford Robinson. Yeah, Miami, I think that was like the same day. Nah, two days later. Two days later. Um, Clifford Robinson passed at the age of 53. Young, still very young. Still young, um, due to lymphoma. Uh, he played. Oh, I hate that. Yo, hey, listen, man. He, to me, in our era, he was the original, the original headband goat. Absolutely. The blazers, the perennial yeah. blazer with the red headband, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, and, and, and for those of you, sheet. yo, nah, this is what I'm saying see, before. This is what I'm yeah, saying nah. before. Like, young, legitimately, youngster. yo, while I was at my sister's, and, and, and I could show this, what you guys will not see is, um, you know, I took a lot of photos because I found a bunch of stuff that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, so he yeah was, man. I card. have that card. I have two of those cards. Oh, I have flip. I have one card like that, and I have another card. And he posted it on his page because, you know, of course you go on his page after Uncle Cliffy 30, where he's hanging on the rim. Yeah. And he's dubbed Cliffhanger. That's That's, that's when the um uh, Sylvester Stallone movie came out around God, the same time. Yes. So he's hanging on the rim. He's like, yo, my name was Cliffhanger back in this. I'm like, yo, I had the card, and it said the same thing. But he was 53 years old. Um, he uh, played a UConn in the Big East. You know what I'm saying? He's from I, Buffalo, New York. I didn't even know he was from New York and they played Buffalo. for UConn. Yeah, man. he played for, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, played right at home? Huh? He was right at home? Yeah, 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 yeah. no, absolutely. Uh, he helped lift the Trailblazers to two NBA Finals and won the 1993 Sixth Man of the Year Award before playing for the Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, New Jersey Nets. Also, all star in 1994. Exactly, he was an all star in '94. So here's the funny thing about Clifford Robinson. If I and I may be wrong in this, but I think that in the original, in NBA Jam Tournament Edition, when they allowed you to choose different players during halftime, right? It was Clyde Drexler, I think Terry Porter, and right. Clifford Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I mean, so for a whole well, generation. Them, so this is what I'm saying, but like. There's a whole generation that played with Clyde the Glide and Clifford Robinson. And I could, you know, I mean, listen, I think that he's very iconic, again, just Absolutely. for the headband. Like, when, when you think about the the headband, we've seen Rasheed do it. Uh, LeBron has done it. Yeah, you know I mean, but real talk, Clifford Robinson oh, was the one dude that did it. Like, he's one of the first that I remember seeing. In like, our generation, I, in our era, he was the first one to do it. And, and also, when you think about, like, social impact, you wanted a Nike headband. Yeah. Like, that was a fashion thing. Just, like, the little yeah, headband and having yeah, it to the yeah, slot. Yeah, but it's yeah. because, like, Clifford Robinson. It's funny that you're talking about that culture shit, too, when they had the freaking ninja headbands. Oh, that shit used to be fire. When he was playing in the league. Ninja Bandit. Oh, you talking about the thicker year. ones that came yeah. in in the early 2000s? Yeah. Speaking of headbands, yeah. you, not to get off topic, Cobra Kai is the hottest thing moving on Netflix right now. And I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to go right back into um, John Thompson. Oh, man. 
So John Thompson, shit, like three days after that, this is a rough week for the black community. The man. black community, man. 2020 has been god awful. Uh, John Thompson, beloved coach of Georgetown University, who's the first black NCAA national champion, uh, passed away at um, the age of 70, 78. Um, like for me, he was like a like I had my my dad was definitely in my life. I'm thankful for that and all of that. But you know we can't. We'll we'll go with TV characters. Cliff Huxtable, John Thompson, and John Thompson. Like right there. Yo, next yes. next. So people don't understand. Like if you are of a certain age, yes. um, collegiate basketball was much bigger than it is right now. Yes. Right, um, because there are a couple of things that have shifted about the sport. One, you saw players that played for four years. So when you think about the Georgetown dynasty, yeah, you know I mean, before our time was Patrick Ewing, but in my lifetime there was the Alonzo Mornings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. And real Kenny talk, Matumbo. Matumbo, and Matumbo was still again before our time a little bit. But like, if you, by the time I was a teenager, like Alonzo came out right after Shaq. Year after. No, it was the same year as Shaq. Was it one or two? One and three. One, yeah. one and three, right? But the point is, is that also, like, even the way that that coincided with hip hop and um, hip hop culture, starter in game was big. Yes. Like, you wanted a starter jacket, you wanted a game cap, you wanted the starter cap. And I'm telling you, word to everything I love, historical context, there are very few teams that we wanted to rock. And that Georgetown Hoyas and yes. that fucking bulldog was the logo that you wanted. That gray and navy Absolutely. blue was part of your fit. Absolutely. So, like, there were only a couple of teams. There was Duke. Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. UNLV. Yeah, UNLV and Georgetown. But Georgetown represented everything. And, like, so... And this is what I'm saying. Like, you had to be there. It's one of those things where you had to be there. Mm -hmm. And Georgetown was really big in that Lit. regard. You wanted that gray and navy mm -hmm. blue fit. Mm -hmm. And I would go as far as saying that. I had a Georgetown bucket at 11 years old. And that's what I'm saying. You were young growing up watching Georgetown. So by the time like John Thompson was like, yo, I'm taking AI despite from, all of the crazy. From Alexander. Yeah, you know I mean, it was like, this is like, he, he yeah. solidified himself. I'm gonna tell you, Victor Page. Yo, my single greatest memory of watching John Thompson was not a game, but was with his interview with Kevin Durant. No, not Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett. When Kevin Garnett broke down in tears, talking about how badly he wanted to win after leaving or the Timberwolves. It was so moving because, you know, John Thompson, again, is that father figure. Right. So it's like he's holding no punches. Right. And he's asking real questions. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing my man KG get choked up. And he's right. like, nah, I can't do this. He's like, yo, right. cut the camera off. Right, 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 right. And it's a moment where he, like, his voice gets high. And he's like, I just want to win. And he's like, you know, he's so passionate. But again, those moments that are so defining and, and are very imprinted in my mind and, and just in my memory it happened because of John Thompson and how powerful he was as a figure not in not only in my life um 
as a sports fan, but as someone who, like Rich, I identify with it as his father figure, man. He, he, he is the fictional father which you wish you had. He is the quintessential black parent. You know what I'm saying? Like the disciplinarian, but he gotta be cool enough to fuck with AI. Like, he, like there's a certain balance that you see in him. So like, also the, the un... Also with him, so like, you know, he... So Georgetown is based in Washington, D.C. A predominantly heavy drug dealing, drug affected city in the 80s, early 90s, while Thompson was dead. So, um, what's the line? The, the, either the streets is the short stop, uh, either yeah. you're... My rap memory sucks, though. Either you're, um, <laughs> either you're selling crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Alright, so Notorious B.I.G. Um, in D.C., you had two options. Playing ball, selling crack. Selling crack. The whole DMV. Selling like, crack. let's not get it the twisted. Whole DMV, the, the whole East Coast. Because, like, the what people East don't Coast. understand is, like, the DMV is D.C., it's Virginia, and, yo, Maryland is fucked up, man. Like, one of my best Baltimore. friends, when Baltimore... Yo, I'm talking about little kids selling crack while they fucking grandmothers in the crib. Like, and that's not, again, it's not hyperbole. Like, these are real stories with, like, my people who I fucks with be like, yo, that shit is real, like, though. That's why the wire was so fire, man. Yeah, like, it, it, it's really real. Um, the wire was like so, shit. I say that to say this. In the, in the height of it all, even in the, the hurricanes, the hurricanes would, would be dealing with... Miami Hurricanes would be dealing with back and forth with drug dealers and football and this, that, and the third. So now, in the height of it all, in, in, in 1989, um, you got Ray for Edmonds. He's been on American Gangster. Y'all, y'all already know. The ice is in the freezer right behind you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, have you ever caught yourself just binging on Netflix and not having anything to do with yourself? Has your phone been constantly ringing because of Bay harassing you? And you're like, why won't they stop fucking bothering me? What you do in the meantime, you get yourself a nice glass, pour yourself some whiskey, and put in some ginger beer. Now that we're back from commercial break. Right, so check this out. Alright, again, so as we know, John Thompson was was a part of two NBA championships from the Boston's in the 60s, so he rolled with um, Bill Russell in the height, in the height of the civil rights movement. You understand, with Ali and all of them and, and, and MLK, he was there for that. So he won two titles in Boston. Now he comes in the 80s, the shit is changing. In D.C., there's Rafer Edmonds. Arguably the, the biggest drug dealer in, 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 in DC at the time. Made 300 million in 1989. Alone? At the age of 24. Alone? Yes. In 1989. Yes. Good lord. So now. That's some Pablo Escobar numbers right now. Right. When I tell you John Thompson was fearless, John Thompson was driving around DC looking for Rafer Edmonds. Because he was influencing his basketball players. 
I think he had, he might have had Lonzo, don't quote me on this, he might have had Alonzo Mourning uh-huh. under his, uh-huh. giving him bread and things like, all types of He was a booster. And, and, Low-key yes, a booster. Low-key a street booster. And you know what boosters do. John Thompson is driving around town in D.C. During the height of the, the crack pandemic. Looking for Edmund. Okay, you seen Rafa? You seen Rafa? You seen him? Have you seen him? And tell him to contact me. You telling the big biggest drug dealer in DC. See me, dog. See me. <laughs> John Thompson is 6'10. On top of that. That's um, he knew what it was about. You know what I mean? And we finally reached out via phone call or probably showed up to Georgetown to see him. He's like, yo, you can't fuck with my ballplayers. Don't touch my ballplayers. I don't care what you're doing out here. Don't touch my ballplayers. Man makes $300, $300 million a year at the age of 24. Notorious bodies. This Oh, the crime rate back then is... It's different. It's... It's different. It's to the roof. It's sick. All the American Gangster documentaries and all of the 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 paid in fools and all that, all those it, things. They're based in, on that era. It's based in that era. It's touched. The, it touched from that from from New York to the DMV and and the Florida and back. All of that is going on during that time. Exactly. Unless it's like Freeway Ricky Ross, like it's all East Coast shit. All East Coast. Um. I mean, and so also, the bottom line is. He reached out to him, like, he's driving from street to street, like corners, like, hey, you seen Rayford? You seen Rayford? You seen him? Tell him to get in contact with me. Rayford got in contact with him. They had a sit down, they had a powwow. I don't know if it was over the phone or face to face. He told him, you can't touch my ball players in Georgetown. I mean, look, a testament. I'm sorry. Yeah, to, to echo what Rich is saying, a testament to John Thompson's influence and, and who he was. Again, I mentioned the whole issue with Allen Iverson, but when AI accepted or, or was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame, he credited John Thompson in his speech as saving his life. Do you want, like, like the magnitude of saying, like, thank you for saving my life. Like, even to ingest, make, um, the joke around when you think you're the greatest football player or you're ranked as the greatest football player in the country and basketball player and this is the guy that saved your life right like when you, again man you gotta put things in the context that's fucking crazy remember man. he was um facing time and he was uh basically blackball from being recruited to, to that Bullshit that happened that at the happened bowling alley, yeah. and no teams wanted to recruit him. And his mom begged and pleaded for John Thompson to take him at Georgetown, knowing the um, dire situation Allen Iverson was in. And he obliged, and the rest is history. Yo, I dare anyone, and I could be wrong, to show me a single collegiate basketball coach who has produced as many first-round Hall of Famers in the NBA. Like, in recent era. Like, you know what I mean? Because again, we're talking about the 80s. He consistently, yo, he, he produced three of the greatest centers. Yeah. Pat, Alonzo, um, Dikembe Mutombo, 
Like Matumbo and Morning played together. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, and then it's like to produce like a great guard. So it wasn't like he just knew how to coach. The Hoya paranoia. Exactly. It wasn't like he just knew how to um you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just the front court that he was grooming for success. It was the back court that he was also grooming. And, and he knew how to prepare Allen Iverson in the one season that he had him to be the genre-defining basketball star that he would go on to become. You know what I mean? He was a generational transcendent talent. You know what I mean? Whereas the NBA wanted the fucking clean-cut Grant Hill, John Thompson produced like the generational talent that introduced cornrows and tattoos and a little bit of street ball and flair into the league. And it's because he saw that as being viable too, man. Shout out to John Thompson, man. Other than Cliff Huxtable B. In fact, you know what I'm saying? He he's like he he's like Uncle Phil. <laughs> he's like Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil before Uncle Phil. Like like I said that that transition when when in the eighties we had Cliff Huxtable. We're not gonna talk about the person outside of that TV show, but the Cliff Huxtables, we had John Thompson's transition to like you said Uncle Phil, like those were father figures for people, especially of our color, in that era. And it's very sad to see him go. And this is from guys who just watched them on TV. So you can imagine the magnitude and impact that he had on those close to him. Um, yeah, man. I mean, listen, to be, to be quite honest, it's hard to keep... It's hard to maintain our strength, and I think that this is like maybe a conversation about um, masculinity and, and 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 in fact male vulnerability in certain ways. Because it's like, yo, the truth of the matter is, when you see Jake Jacob Blake being shot seven times in the back in front of his children, and then you lose iconic figures like Chadwick Boseman. And you lose all stars and people that we grew up with, like um, Clifford Robinson, and then again, iconic figures like John Thompson. Um, it's hard, man. Yo, you're talking about all of this happening in, in less than two weeks, man. It's the same week, bro. This is all the same week. This is probably yeah, no, no. This is what I'm saying, like four three days, but like, and, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's like. We can't stay strong, man. It's hard to stay strong. And and as someone who, I can speak for myself, has experienced death, it only makes it harder when you're seeing people who look like you, people who you look up to, people who you identify with. Um, So I go, I I, I think I'm saying all this to say that, man, I hope that you guys are finding healthy ways to cope with the loss and the trauma of all of the shit because real talk, man, it ain't fucking easy. Dude. It's been a rough seven months, especially if you're black. And I'm rooting for everybody black, but shit, take time to yourself, take time to get your mental stability stable. Uh, it's rough out here, you know what I'm saying? Um, again, like I said, um, uh, listen, man. It's rough out here, and, and, it, and it's funny because like it's just hard to find the words. You know what I mean? Like 
<laughs> no bullshit. It's hard to find the words, man. Um, I appreciate your time on this earth. Make the most of it, man. Make the Be most cognizant. of it. Enjoy each and every day to the best of your ability. Um, I think we should wrap it up like we this, are. man. Like, are, I, I think that thinking about uh, Jacob Blake, yeah. thinking about Chadwick Boseman, thinking yeah. about Clifford Robinson and John Thompson, maybe it might be a great way to end by thinking about like one of the things that we have learned from any of them. Yeah, you know I mean, and just leave on that note, like not only their contributions that we talked about it, but like what what is something that you've taken away from any of those black men who you know are inherently reflective of who you are? Say that again. You know, like what 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 did you learn from observing John Thompson or Cliff Robinson or or even a Jacob Blake, man, despite how fucked up the circumstances were, like, I mean there's things to take away from watching him. I could say, uh I could quote uh Jesse Jackson, you are somebody. Okay. Right? I can also say that um there's there's a shot clock to your time mm-hmm. on earth, right? Whether it's 43, uh, 53, 78, 24, 17, mm. make the most of it. Leave your footprint on this earth, all right? Make sure that you're living it to the fullest and to the best. And um, try not to let, try not to be bitter and like try to enjoy life. Don't let grudges get the best of you. Because again, I always say, um, your anger towards someone only cripples you. They don't even know or care. Try to be in health. Try to be healthy and happy and enjoy everything. Revenge is always an unquenchable thirst and always holds you back. Listen, I don't even got nothing to add, man. Take us the fuck out of here. Yo, Stay Rich Podcast. As per usual, we bigger, bigger, better, and blacker. And we are sourced off this motherfucking Maker's Mark. Um, no free promo, man. No free promo. I'll cut that off. Yo, subscribe to the motherfucking podcast, man. That's what we ask for y'all. Just subscribe to the podcast. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Shake, Shakespeare Soapbox. Word Episode up. three of his joint is coming real soon. Exactly, you know what I mean? Uh, the views and, um, and opinions that are expressed on that podcast are not reflective of the positions of anyone and if you are offended by expressions of black pride broken english and or gratuitous cussing i don't give a fuck hey the stay rich podcast network is expanding roll with us to get rolled over and as always disappointments are inevitable misery is optional always protect your peace go get them physicals Get them colonoscopies. You know what I'm saying, black man? Health is wealth. Protect your peace. We out of here. Peace. Bang. Bang.